Hey there, welcome to the League Life Lockdown. My name is Shanaz. I'm here with Brooksy. We are called Brooksy and Shanaz. Brooksy, how you doing, my friend? G'day, Shanaz. I'm good. I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, how about yourself? What's what's going on in your world? For a lockdown, it's actually pretty busy. Got a few projects on the run and a little person to look after and uh, I've been pretty busy. Really? I haven't I haven't had too many too many uh, you know sleep-ins or anything. What is it like having a little person to look after? It's ninety percent fun, and, <laughs> and ten percent your worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm just picturing the pie chart. Not a hard one to imagine, but uh, yeah, it's, I thought you were going to say about sixty thirty. No, 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 no. It's most mostly mostly all joy. But when it's not joy, it's pretty intense. Uh Kudos to the fact you probably have uh, an amazing kid, mate. 90%. He is. That's good. He is amazing. Yeah, yeah. How's he doing? Is he still? Has he been getting my dragons jerseys in the mail? No, we've stopped that. After the first one arrived, we uh, we we put a, a kibosh on that, and he got the scissors out and started cutting them up. A few history lessons, <laughs> Peter Gauster. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if you ever if you ever mention the word dragon again, even if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, I don't want to hear that word. So. I think he got the picture, yeah. and he's actually looking forward to kick off, hopefully May twenty eighth for uh, the NRL and 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 the Sharkies a bit after that. You'd think, but uh, he's going good. Thank you for asking. Hey, have you seen that episode of Afterlife, Schnaz, where Ricky's going to see his um, father, and the girl that he likes that works in the nursing home is um, starting to date the doctor, wording his father up about. Um, calling him the C bomb. <laughs> oh yes, I have. Yes, yes, that's, yes. That's where I might I might have to come over and <laughs> and just say just the chat dragons. <laughs> go to the dragons. Say to your dad, go to the dragons. <laughs> oh look, he's got a um, he's got a what's the terminology? An auntie who definitely revs him up about rugby league and what to say and not what to say around myself and his uncle. So yeah. Uh, yeah. He's uh he's looking forward to it. He's 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 actually got a pretty good kick on him now as well. But which which Sharkies player do you see? Do you see him being a bit of a Mitch Healy or a Michael Speechley? Like <laughs> what what sort of characteristics is he um bringing forward? He's got more run in him than defence, but he can tackle. Bit of Marty Lang. <laughs> no, not Marty Lang. <laughs> I think at the moment he'll be chasing down Wishy in no time. <laughs> at the moment, I see him. He's probably looking like a half at the moment. He's got a lot of a lot of growing to do. There's not much of him, but he's got a bit of height. And but yeah, the other day he just picked up the ball and kicked it. Well, rugby league style, which he'd never really done. He's you know he kicks, he yeah. plays soccer. You know he's he's got a lot of skills, but he'd never really just picked it up and kicked it, a la Michael Speechley. But he did it the other day, and me and my yeah. dad were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and it was the funniest thing ever. We just laughed and laughed and laughed. And then we, 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 we made him do it for like 40, 40 more times in a row. So, was it funny? Because, like, it was, you could see the generation, like, yeah. the, kicking, the kicking skills skipped a couple of generations, maybe. I don't know. Are you talking about that infamous um, field goal attempt of mine from Shark Park a few years ago? Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, we've got to get, we get, we get that video up, up on the. Up on the socials, Schnaz. Whatever you League do. Life NRL, everyone, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Whatever you do, don't go, to, don't go to Facebook Sharkcast page and look for it there because it definitely won't be there. Is it there with the shoey drinking? Yeah, the shoey's there. Oh, God. How's your mouth after that? So you, should be in, you should be in quarantine for two years after that. Excuse me. You're the one that put me up to it, as all of our yeah, listeners know. I don't know, but it was it was a fun time, fun moment. It was a great. Everyone moment. had to do it. Everyone was doing it, right? <laughs> how 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 is your week? It's not about me, Brooksy. How's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been good. I've, I've been exercising a shitload, Schnaz. Like I've just yeah. oh, running around the eastern suburbs. If anyone, it, just old Forest Gumpet. If anyone wants to join me running, I'll, we'll just keep running around the eastern suburbs. If anyone's keen, Monday to Wednesdays is generally a good. Time slot, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just seeing a bit of the area that I'm now living in, uh, getting down to Rushcutters Bay, Double mm-hmm. Bay, anything with a bay in it, really. Um, Bondi, Coogee, Maroubra, did a run to Maroubra. Whoa. Wow, had to get the Uber back from that, that one, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but yeah, it's been good. It's it, I, I love that it's an opportunity. Like rare, rarely do you get three days off in a week, let alone in a row in the industry. So I've been enjoying it. I've been trying to exercise. Uh, yeah, been great weather. Yeah, great, apart from that cold snap. Oh, you love the cold snap, Schnaz. You, I do. You rug up. I do. In your little sauna podcast room there and put the <laughs> fat fire on the Netflix. And Look, I, I'm not one to... Get a hot I'm not one to, you know, jump online and tell everyone about my feelings and everything, but i got to tell you, I like, I like the cold snap, absolutely. Yeah, you do love a cold snap. But yeah, apart from that, really good um, and... Looking forward to potentially a closer start date to the NRL. Yes. It's been an interesting week, hasn't it? Sunday night I was in at work doing the Fox League Live with my fellow colleagues and some stills and videos came from um, Tamworth Airport, Schnaz. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to see the New Zealand Warriors, my um, team, membership number... Two one one two one two. Yeah, no, it's not that. I can't remember it. But um, yeah, landing in, in the the home of country music, a very special place in Australia. I there's so much history there, especially what you're talking about musically. But they've opened their arms to the Warriors, and of course, we all take off our country Akubra hats to the Warriors for. <laughs> sorry about that. For. Uh, <laughs> For, uh, go, 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 good. <laughs> the move that they've made and, and, and the change in their lifestyle and leaving their families. Blake Green was on uh, Fox League Live last night and yep. he was quite emotional uh, talking about leaving his family and, and as you can only imagine, but he, he, you saw him say it firsthand and, and Blake Green's a really smart fellow and uh, the move is significant and, and we all do uh, appreciate it as fans and as people in the industry and I'm sure everyone involved in the game appreciates it. We also look to a team like Melbourne and they're, they're moving closer than what the Warriors have done, but they've gone to Albury and again, they've picked up their life and moved. So fantastic stuff. Yeah. It's, it's great to see them come over and it just, it's just uh, the ball's starting to roll. Uh, boxes are being ticked and, yeah, well, what the Warriors have done, it's unbelievable. Hence why, you know, myself and other people in Australia uh, got that little all-in membership, like, just to thank them. It's it's huge. It's a bit a bit unfortunate for a couple of players too, as Nathaniel Roach and David Fusatua, who weren't on that plane. Oh. Um, I think Nathaniel Roach woke up that morning with a few flu-like symptoms, so he unfortunately had to stay. Um, the test, he's... he's the test has come back negative, so right. I think it looks like they're going to try and work out um, when they can get him back over. But, you know, being on that first and potentially only plane, it would have been massive for him. So he's gone through a lot of injuries. He's a he's a talent. Like I remember having um, – we were talking about him probably in my first year of uh, Fox League back in 2017. Mm. Talking about how he was a—he's the potential hooker to take over from Isaac Luke. I think who was it um, hooker at the time? You know, the the platform had been there, had been set for him to be the long-term hooker at the Warriors. He's had three serious injuries since. Um, I, I hope he can get over and, and show how good he is. He'd probably be a bit hindered from the injuries, but uh, uh, from his initial potential. But yeah, it'd be good to see him. And obviously, David Fusatua was one of their. Uh, major try scorers in 2018, uh, staying at home for personal reasons to start with. But yeah, like it's it's just amazing. You can't think of like anything in our time, like in terms of the toing and froing the Warriors have had to have done. Our yeah. family, like you said, with Blake, oh, it, it'd be tough. Like as much as we can go, oh, you know, players have been on kangaroo tours and. Ah. And uh, it's, but they, ha- they haven't had this virus hanging over their heads and leaving their family and, and potentially, you know, other, other members of families, like you saw an article on Damien Cook, whose mum's a, a nurse. So when's he going to get to see it the next time after him going in lockdown and doing all the NRL protocol? Like it is, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough emotional ride for these players and, and staff members. 
I'll, I'll tell you what I've been thinking about lately, Brooksy, and you see it particularly on social media when it comes to, you know, players allegedly holding out for more money and, 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 oh, why can't they move? All this sort of stuff. I'm really getting sick of the general punter. And you can throw in media types as well, but the general punter taking on the player's mindset and trying to assume what that's like. So, for example, the other week we were told, oh, the players are holding out for more money. And whatever came of that, whether that was true, slightly true, not true, take that what you will. D, all of the above. (laughs) Yeah, but my point is, who the heck are these people that think that they can tell someone else how much money they should be on and what they should be earning and it's not like it used to be and these yeah. these players sign contracts right and i understand yeah. everything's out the window and i'm not saying those contracts should be fulfilled i'm saying i'm not going to stand there and criticize someone for being concerned about their income i'm not going to stand there and criticize someone who is fighting for better rights just because they're rugby league players. And they've got, like you and I have worked around these guys. We know that they've got a great job. They go to work, they're catered for, they're looked after every moment. I understand it's not a normal job, but they put their bodies on the line. And it's the same thing with people not understanding how big this move is. Even, as I said, for the storm, and I get the storm are only moving a smaller distance away from home, but they're packing up and leaving. Like we saw Craig Bellamy on Fox league live, who was just wonderful as you'd imagine. And, but he was like, yeah, we've got to move. It's, it's, and they weren't complaining. They certainly not complaining, but it just reminded me that we as, we as punters don't know what these guys go through. Yeah. And just you mentioning Bellamy, Bellamy then Schnaz reminded me of that, that quote of his earlier last week. I think it was just after we recorded about him, if you if you f this up, you're gonna have to deal with me. <laughs> like it's just got, like whether it's true or not, you can imagine something was said along those lines, probably potentially well, with or without the curse words. But that's it. That's how you got to deal with it. Like this, yeah. we've, we've talked about sort of the. I think last week we talked about some of the things that had happened yep. with the players, but it's time now to just be like, no. We got it. We're all in. We are all in on this. It's, yeah. it's not about selfishness. It's not about, you know, oh, I've got to do this or you're going to do that. We've got to go in and we've got to get this season done. We've got to get through the coronavirus and we've got to be in a good spot come 2021. And, you know, the leadership from both these teams, like just to get everything sorted, get over to Australia, get into New South Wales, it's been great. Uh, it looks like it's interesting to see the the breakdown of the camps too, Shnaz. I think at the moment the protocol from Project Apollo is 50, 50 players and staff total mm. at a maximum, and so it looks like the Storm are bringing thirty two players and eighteen um, staff, football department staff members. So like fifty, you know, eight hundred people. Like this is yeah. this is what it's starting at with these teams and. And I think that yes. I think Brooksy, if someone does muck it up, whether it's player or staff or whatever, you've got to just cut your tires. So if it is your star player, as horrendous as that's going to be, you know, if you've a done the wrong thing or b you've obviously if you've caught the virus, you can't play. But yeah. you just got to move on. It's like I, I understand you're our number one playmaker, but you know what? The NRL is going to come down on you. We're going to come down on you. You probably won't play this year. Come back next year if you want. And then someone else gets a chance because I just don't think, as you say, it's just not going to fly in this in this climate. It's not going to yeah. fly. The tests are coming thick and fast now. We saw there was yep. three South players, Trent Robinson, just mentioned Nathaniel Roach. Like anyone that's got any symptoms, you know, they're going to be tested straight away. And this is this is a great thing. And also just on this too, Shnaz, and like what you were saying about um, the negativity, mm. I found it really interesting to see uh, on social media, of course, mm. that's where all the negativity is housed uh, these days. Really, but <laughs> but just just a general like, I guess, negative vibe towards what the NRL is doing. Like they're actually putting the foot down and leading and and trying a new method, like trying a new path that no one's really put their hand up to do. Particularly, and and the AFL sort of sat back, which is. 
very unlike them. They're very much led the way with whatever it has been in the sport landscape uh, for years, for decades. And it's just refreshing to see the NRL come out. But then it's like, because of because of the situation, because of the virus, it's like, oh, they're actually socially, uh, or they're, they're not doing the right thing socially. Uh, we should be, they should be leading by example and staying at home and, and you know, just just riding it out. Yeah. But they're, they're a business. They're part of the Australian economy. They're massive in, in cities like Sydney and Brisbane as well. Like all the, all the sponsors, it, it is good to see them actually not taking the piss about the process, looking at protocols, using experts in specific fields to, to nudge towards that date, to, towards May 28. And I, I, I like looking at it. Like I've been, hesi- I was hesitant from the start. I think you know we had to be a bit more um, patient with it. But from what I've seen, from what I've heard, like it, it is quite a thorough process. Oh and yeah. I, I can't, can't fault them. And it's just funny that people, and it might be a bit of jealousy that the AFL might hasn't taken that front foot like the um, NRL has. Yes, a part of it is probably, you know, the social side of things. Victoria is taking a very hard stance towards the virus. But, you know, we're New South Wales, you know, we're able to do it. We're giving it a go. We're, we're getting the Warriors over here. Like, I, it's, it's great to, I think it's great to see how they're going about it. What do you think, Chaz? I agree completely. I am very surprised at how close we're getting to kickoff because, you know, I watch the news, I read papers, I see what's going on around the world. And and it's obviously Australia's been one of the best countries handling the situation, which is fantastic. But when I think about the art of 13 players jumping on 13 players for 80 minutes, yep. you have close physical contact like you wouldn't believe. And you have body fluids and things flying. You know, it's they're yep. not mucking around out there. Therefore... Isolation is obviously extremely key. important. It's key. Without yep. that, it's not going to happen. And I'm very yep. pleasantly surprised that each day we get closer and closer to this actually happening. And yeah, there's going to be hiccups. Yeah, Ivan Cleary's a bit horny or whatever. I get it. But... <laughs> Wait, you meant to say Nathan or Ivan? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go on the, uh, on the blooper reel. Mark that time. Mark that time down. That's a, I, I, <laughs> oh, that's going to lead into my next question for you, Shnaz, but continue. Sorry. I believe his son's been horny too. <laughs> Look, I can't speak for oh, Ivan. That's let, brilliant. Me, let me state this. I can't, I can't speak for <laughs> Ivan Cleary, but Nathan obviously loves the ladies. And there's going to be hiccups. Oh. <laughs> There's going to be some hiccups, Brooksy, whether you're podcasting or whether you're a footballer. Oh, exactly. There's going, to be, hi- there's going to be hiccups. <laughs> I don't know if we can get back to the seriousness of this podcast, but... Oh, it's great. No, no, it's great. Let's, let's just slowly get back there. My point is, oh, I, yeah. I can't believe how close we're getting. And it's going to happen. It's amazing. So yeah. uh, as far as the AFL goes, I'm surprised that they're... Um, they're not as horny as Cleary. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe they're just doing it better, a bit more discreetly. Yeah. Uh, the episode title will be called Horny. Let's move on, eh? What else have we got? Yeah, we saw an old, uh, an old star. Not he's not old, but yeah, he, he sort of left us for a couple of months, and now he's back. Jordan Rapana signing a ah. short-term contract with the Raiders. Uh, good to see him back. What do you What do you think, Shaz? Do you reckon he left a little premature? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, how are we going to get through this? You cannot use words that have sexual connotation, probably. That's how we'll get through it. Uh, yeah. Jordan Rapana, amazing from dummy half. Uh, really grew as a player over the years to the point where he's a key part of that Canberra team. I think they'll be so happy yeah. to get him back. Um, he went to Japanese rugby. I, I'm imagining for the money, right? Must be the money. Nelly, I think. Good song. <laughs> and he's back because I'm 
also imagining Japanese rugby is not happening? Is that what the problem was? Definitely not happening. Okay. Um, yeah, so he had to come back. He came back to Australia and um, he we had him a couple of weeks ago on uh, Fox League Live. He was really good mates with the uh, Queensland Cup player that passed away, Mitch Cronin, yes. who was a yes. Raiders junior. Yes. And he was saying that, you know, obviously things fell through, so he came back um, to Australia. How long is the contract? It's to the end of the season. So okay, whatever cool. whatever we get out of the season, right. he'll be playing with the Raiders. Uh, a bit of a, a disappointing. I thought uh, Bailey Simonson was going to be able to be given an opportunity to hold down one of the wing spots. Um, and potential or potentially move uh, Kotrick into the centres. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I think it still will be the case. Rapana will probably have Rapana and Kotrick on the. It was interesting. There was a, sorry, I'm just digressing. There was an article about the te- projected round three teams. Right. You know how you get those sort of articles on a was on our, Monday. On was a that our friend Wacko? Uh, possibly. I think he got some early whispers going. Um, but yeah, I, I just. You know the season's close when yeah. the projected round teams are coming out. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I saw Matty Moylan's already scratched for our round one, round three. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. So yeah, to see Jordan back, it's great. I thought I thought he had a little more to give. I yeah. I think he. Uh, it was when we saw they broke him broke up, Leipana as they call him with yeah. Joey going to the Tigers. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, 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 there's something about him in a Raiders jersey. Shows. He's pretty iconic uh, with that that lime green in recent seasons. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing him back. And I think the Raiders are looking good to go for another uh, grand final appearance. That's a big call, Brooks. He, he's the kind of he's the kind of player that when I'm at the ground watching him play against my team, you are always wary of him, especially from dummy half, like I said. But He's just got that energy about him. He's never held. He's got yeah. to quick play the ball. He's tough. He's a little bit cheeky, a little bit in your face. And uh, the kind of player I would love in my team. I, I think every team would, would really... Yeah. Like, he's gotten to that level of quality. So, yeah. yeah. and it's, a, it's He's a, a nice addition for a good squad. You know, like that's it. Like, yeah, he is. He is. And he would have been in... You're right. Like, they're going to have a good season if everything goes their way. Like, they're, they're going to be, you know, top four. Yeah. Yeah, and with that, Schnaz, so <laughs> funny, funny timing. But the NRL transfer market opened yesterday. <laughs> oh, you and your transfers! It's not an episode without transfer okay. talk. Okay, tell me, like all all things aside, past, like who of this uh, top seven list that I've constructed? Yeah, would you like to add to the Sharkies? Okay, Cameron Smith, Benji Marshall, David Fafita. <laughs> John Bateman, Jake Friend, James Graham, or Reed Marnie? Only one of them? Yeah, only one. One season. 2021. Who do you want to add there? Cameron Smith. You're taking Smith? Yeah. Whoa, imagine imagine David Fafita in your pack. I would also wouldn't mind him as well. Uh, Benji, yeah, I can, Benji I can do without. James, James Graham I wouldn't touch. No offense. Bateman, Bateman's kind of pretty good, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'd probably yeah, go, some... I'd probably go Smith or uh, who else did I say? Smith or <laughs> Fafita? Fafita, yeah. There's some, yeah, the, that was just a little game. Uh, that was good. Thanks I had for fun. Playing. But um, I, it's going to be interesting to see how what these guys uh demand or what they what they what the teams are going to offer them we saw mm-hmm. the frizz contract yeah um the signing with the knights just before um all hell broke loose yeah it was it was pretty pretty big at the time so, but, uh supposedly it's going to be prorated to what the salary cap yep. uh, becomes in the Definitely. future but yeah I don't know if we'll see any million-dollar men in that list, even though David Fafita was being touted as one. Well, I think Fafita or Smith would be you guys if Smith yeah. was going elsewhere. Smith's not going anywhere. No, I don't think it. And I'm not saying this with disrespect, but a guy like Benji's, you know, he's not going to get the big bucks. Like, he'll get okay money no. somewhere because he's a great player and a great, a great guy to have at your club. But uh, the one I'd be worried about there, looking for the big bucks, would be uh, your boy James Graham. I think he's just... He hasn't got much left in him, I don't think. You'd think there's probably a one, one maybe, like after after 2020, 
maybe two years left in him. I think the one, maybe, maybe he might go back to the Dolts. I was going to say, one yeah. Last year. yeah. Yeah. Or possibly with a, with a young team. Would he look to go back home or not? Is that not a thing anymore? Yeah, going back to the Super League? Who knows? Yeah. It, it could be. Depend, like, we've all got to see what happens with the. Um, I think what, what's happening over in England is a bit more dire with the Super yeah. League compared to the NRL. So, yeah. you know, he might want to stay because of the money that he can earn here compared to what he can back home. But, yeah, it was interesting. Interesting list of players. 180 of them, I, th- I believe. Is that right? Contract. So, wow. Yeah, let the games begin. Just another thing to think about whilst you're trying to um, play um, rug- rugby league. Speaking of games and a rugby league, what's going on with the draw, Brooksy? Oh, the draw. Yeah, the draws. So our boffins in Canada that we mentioned in the last episode <laughs> are typing away. Um, you know, uh, supposedly they lost a day due, due to a big poutine spill. But... Um, <laughs> I, I wish I was around that poutine spill, that's what Oh, there was curds everywhere, Schnaz. Um, <laughs> delayed delayed construction of the draw for 24 hours. Yeah. But I was thinking, why don't we get something, like we've got the ability to be a bit crafty with this draw, right? So why don't we, why don't we start the season with some crackers? There's, there's six undefeated teams, Schnaz. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have three games featuring... Uh, two of the six. Uh, sorry, let me start again. What was that? That was no wonder I did so poorly at maths. Um, so yeah, six teams undefeated. Why don't all six teams play each other in the first first in round three, or maybe even round four? Make it a bit of a a little little round robiny sort of mini round robin sort of start to the season with the with the undefeated teams. And then you'll, what do you think? I like it because then you'll have obviously. All being well, three teams undefeated, three not, if it was in round three, for example. Yeah. Good uh, chance. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think they're going to stick with the likes of Souths v. Roosters on the Thursday, for example. You, can still, you can still have that, Schnaz. Roosters 0-2, Souths 1-1. Oh, okay. There you go. Beautiful. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I- I'm all for it, Brooksy. I like it. I like it. Uh, we were talking. We could have a Sharks Dragons, Ooh. like desperation round three, zero and two, two zero and two teams going at it at both teams' home ground of Netstrata. <laughs> In fifteen years' time, we'll look With, back on it as the uh, the desperate derby. We could have the Warriors Titans to, as well. Just make sure one of them gets a win to start the season. You know, like. Like just it's a it's a thank you. It's a maybe that can be the Warriors thank you. The Titans in round three and and round four as well. Get them back to two and two. I think <laughs> Sorry, you're, Titans. Uh, I yeah. like the Titans. I think I you're just... doing a disservice to our Gold Coast listeners, my friend. Yeah, no, I am. But how about sorry, Schnaz. Yes. But how is how is our mate Cartwright? Cartwright refusing the um the jab. Do you really want me to talk about this? No, I just, I just, was just throwing it out there. No uh, jab, ridic- no, no table. Ridiculous, and and I only say that. And look, I don't, I don't know Bryce Cartwright. I don't know John Cartwright. I don't know any Cartwrights. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> he said Cartwright. But you're not Cartwright. I know, I know I'm not Cartwright. <laughs> great, great sign from what, that one. From what we can tell. It would seem he's been influenced by people close to him in his life, historically speaking. And then he speaks out about these very controversial matters. Mick Ennis said on our own programming last night, if someone was to not get the flu shot, for example, they then sign a waiver and the NRL aren't responsible for any kind of illness that comes his way, which I think is a good way to get around it. But I personally find it ridiculous. But that's just me. Yeah, I think it, it's hard because if that's it, well, that's if that's his belief, that's his belief, whether it's right or wrong. And you know, it's good that he's standing by it. Like it probably would be worse if he did take the the jab after what's um what, what's happened beforehand. But at the same time, you know, there's there's strict protocols in in place, and it's you know all that sort of stuff's been put at the wayside. So he's got to do it. 
God is do it, it if he wants to play. I mean, we're getting into some personal stuff here, but is it a religious yeah. belief or something else? Because I feel like it might be just something he read on the internet, for example. Yeah, it's yeah. No, it's not religious. It's just just a sign, like a part of science that he just doesn't want to take part of. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of those smart guys who doesn't believe in science and medicine. Uh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, going from horniness to science, we are really going off the rundown, Schnitz. So Nathan, Nathan Cleary, he's, he's, a, he's a guy who probably would get a flu jab, you know? <laughs> he might give him. I don't know. Anyway, I think that uh, signs, off <laughs> signs off on the NRL section, Schnaz. Let's, let's take a much-needed break, shall we? Yes. And regroup and talk about what we've been talking about in the last few weeks, The Last Dance, MJ and the Chicago Bulls, episode three, five and six of The Last Dance coming up next. Now, there's just someone at my door. It's five girls. I'm going to do a TikTok video. We're back in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, Schnaz, great choice. Yeah, how good were the songs on the docos last night? Oh, Black Sheep. Tribe. It really matched the vision and storyline so perfectly, which is what you want. It's called a song a song sync yeah. in the business. Brooksy, as you know, a good sync, and they nailed it. Yeah, I love the the tri- Tribe's one of my favorite bands. Having can I kick it with the Jordans that he wore in his last MSG game? Yeah, having you know black sheet for the alley oops. Oh. You could go with this, or you could go with that. Like perfect. If I ruled the world, Lauren Hill. Yeah. And then they had Outcast, one of Atlanta's biggest uh, bands, groups, artists at the at the Chicago Atlanta game at the Georgia Dome. That was yeah. that was epic. It was so good. Huge. The song syncing hashtag was perfect. Uh, but before we get into the last dance, some breaking news from our from our mate Brian at mm. NRL Physio. So Jaden Braley has been ruled out for the season due to restrictions around the number of players and staff allowed into the club. The club, as we mentioned before, clubs nominate 32 players and 18 staff, and because Braley still requires more than 12 weeks to return from the ACL reconstruction, his season is over. Disappointing, Schnaz. We talked about it a few weeks ago. He was looking really good in that game against the Tigers. You know, he was filling that nine role for the Knights. The spine was combining well. They were talking about the combinations between... Adam O'Brien was talking about the combinations between him... Piercy and Ponga, the one seven nine combination, something that he really worked on at the Storm with Smith Slater and Cronk, that law firm. So, yeah, disappointing to see him out for the season. It was it was highly likely when we did see. But are you saying, Brooksy, that because the recovery is longer than twelve weeks, he's just been ruled out due to due to the limited amount of people within the staff slash squad? Yeah. Is that what you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, and that, I guess that, I wonder if that's what's going on with the Warriors, like with Nathaniel Roach and Fusatua, if they've only brought over 30 players and mm. they're still going to try and work out whether they can bring those guys over or mm. better yet, or, or if that's the case. And if that's not the case, do they sign two local players uh, from New South Wales, Queensland Cup? I don't know, like it would be, be interesting to see. I didn't really do my research on that part of it, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I guess that's the case now. It's like they don't, um, you know, in being out, they've got to lock down those thirty-two players. Yeah, they might. I don't know. There might be exemptions. Like if let's say a team gets like riddled yeah. with injuries for yeah. some reason, and you know they're getting pretty thin, close to that seventeen-man squad. I'm sure they're going to have to get people in. Where, yeah, but they, I, they'll probably just get local players, right? I, I think given the craziness of this year and what's and they're so desperate for games. I, I believe the NRL will do anything to make this work. And yeah. I don't want to like bum people out, but it's already going to be a little bit of an asterisk competition. Like it, I'm not saying the winner won't earn it. Hey, kind of thing. Come on. I'm just saying, Brooksy, <laughs> I'm just saying 
it's an unusual year, you know? So mm. I, I believe that, yeah, the NRL would allow those kind of um, things to take place. You think if it is an asterisk year, which is highly likely, you, you're going to see parole camp. <laughs> Even the like, Warriors, maybe not, but like... There's going to be one of those teams that have a long-standing drought of um, without a premiership is going to win an asterisk year, like a year like this. It's just going to happen. You can see it. That would be unfortunate. Anyway, let's get on to MJ, someone that didn't have an asterisk, 6-0 no. and in his finals. We saw the fifth and sixth instalment of The Last Dance last night, Shnaz. Tell me, episode five, I thought it was one of the best pieces of TV I've ever seen. I loved all the storylines, the music, as we mentioned, the toing and froing throughout uh, the, his career and the Bulls and the Olympics. Yeah. The brand, like developing uh, where, where we saw uh, MJ choose Nike, um, all the Gatorade stuff. What did you think? What did you think of the last night's installments? I loved it. I, I thought it was a, just another example of great, for want of a better word, filmmaking. Um, and all those things you touched on were fascinating from the sponsorships to the Olympics. Uh, the sponsorship stuff was great because you always think of Nike as being some huge company, but when he signed with them, they were what, at least third in line as far as shoes go. They weren't even top of the range. What was the company that pretty much rejected him first off? Converse. It was Converse, yeah. Yeah, they already had uh, Larry and uh, and Magic. Yeah, and then so, they came, they eventually went to, with Nike, yeah. and the 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 was it the CEO of Nike who one of the big shots was just talking about back in the day, and he was like, "You're going to give this guy quarter of a million dollars and his own shoe? That's crazy. That that'll never work." The figures are astounding, weren't they? When you know, like, we, it costs this to get him, and this is and this is what they wanted to sell. So they wanted to sell and three million, three million, yeah, and they end up selling one hundred and twenty in a year, yeah. one hundred twenty million. <laughs> so that was really fascinating. I really love the uh, "Be Like Mike" campaign as well. Which, oh. uh, that was that a bit later. That was a bit later, right? That was Gatorade, yeah. yeah. And that was, um, I think, really cool. If you look at it from a cultural point of view. Um, particularly which they showed like young African-Americans and, and people of all walks of life, of course, um, yeah. but uh, someone to aspire to and everything you knew about the guy at the time, he definitely was a role model. Like he was the best at what yeah. he did and um, he was competitive as obviously as we know. And the Olympics thing was really cool because I didn't, I didn't know about the competitiveness between the players and he oh. had a he had a grudge with who was it with Isaiah Thomas? What's with Isaiah? So Isaiah didn't make the dream team. The Detroit Pistons coach was the coach of the dream team, Chuck Daly. Yeah. So you saw it was a nice lead in to show the Pistons uh, rivalry, and subsequently what had happened with the dream team, where Isaiah was froze out of the the side. I, I you know, and that, that's what. I, we sort of didn't get to talk about it last week because didn't really know it was on the on the schedule. But yeah, a lot of Isaiah's actions during that series caused you know grief between him and MJ. MJ mentioned it again, like didn't yeah. doesn't like the guy, respects him, thinks he's the second greatest point guard of all time. But yeah, just doesn't like him as a person. And yeah, he probably had a contributing factor to what how it all played out with the dream team. I thought. The dream team thing was interesting. There was so there was some little elements like you know that side of it. Him wearing the flag, receiving the gold medal, covering the Reebok logo. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was fine. I had no issue with that whatsoever. I think I think I can see both him, sides. I can see both sides. Yeah, yeah. Mate, put put a bigger Reebok logo on there. I'm sorry, but like it was <laughs> it was quite small and. There's not. I, I have no problem with Jordan where like no. covering himself in the U.S. flag yep. during a medal presentation. Everyone does it in all sports at, at the at the Olympic Games. I understand that Reebok can be pissed off with it. Yeah, but I'm sorry, but he's got. I, I'd see no issue with that whatsoever. Did you notice that on the overlay of the commentary, the guy, the commentator, went, "He's wearing the American flag." Oh, I think that's for. 
different reasons or more than one yeah, reason. Sort of alluding to it, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If, if he hadn't have said that, would people have picked up on it or not? Oh, probably not. No, no, no yeah, yeah. People would have just been like, I wouldn't, know, have no- I wouldn't have noticed. He's just showing some patriotism towards his country. He's just won a gold medal, yeah. Um, you know, with the greatest team in any sport ever assembled, and yeah, it's great. I, do you? What did you like? Did you like the Tony Kukoc side story to the um, Olympic Games? With the, yeah, yeah, fantastic. I, after I didn't know anything about that, and for people who didn't know, basically the the G it's the GM right who. Is not so. They drafted him a few years earlier. Yeah, in, I think it was the nineteen ninety draft. Drafted him early in the second round, and um, you know they were during Scott. Like Scotty was trying to, you know, obviously fix his contract situation, but Jerry Krause was more interested in getting Tony over from uh, from Europe to play for the Bulls. Yeah. As mentioned, Tony said he wanted to stay there during that turbulent time in um, Croatia. And, yeah. The civil war with Yugosla- in Yugoslavia, and that's yeah, he, he, that's where he was. <laughs> that's where he was focused on. Kraus was focused in on getting him to the states, and Pippin's like, "Dude, you got to help me, help me fix this contract situation up." So they made it a bit of a personal. So they um, they they played each up. other in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So in they were in the group stages. They played other. The US absolutely dominated. <laughs> I think Kukoc scored like four points, had seven turnovers. Yeah. Like absolutely, Pippen and um, Jordan absolutely destroyed him. But they ended up playing in the final. He had a good game. Yeah. I think he had about 16 points, 10 boards, um, uh, 10 assists, sorry. Yeah, he just just killed it. And yeah, I think that, that was that, – it was a nice little side story because Kukoc was so prominent in the second uh, three-peat. But also when Jordan – Jordan left to play baseball. Mm. So he and um, Scotty formed a pretty formidable t- uh, duo. And they they had some – there's an awesome Knicks-Ball series in that um, in that time in between. I think it was – I think yeah, it was the year that Jordan didn't play. And right. the Knicks ended up going to the finals against the Rockets. And Scotty drops this absolute – like just poster on Patrick Ewing. And it's it, a couple of people probably have that uh, basketball card from the upper deck days, but it it was such a fiery uh, series that one. There was JoJo English and Derek Harper, and there was fights, and and we didn't even we didn't even get to see that obviously because we're talking about the Jordan years. But yeah, that would be an amazing game like series to go back and look on YouTube if anyone's interested. Uh, that that year that Jordan was out, but yeah, the, it was great to see. Great to see the um, Olympic side of things. And mm. the, the other thing that got to me, and I, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. We're going to go off, off script here a little bit, was the political side of things that was brought up with the, the guy from Carolina going, oh, the, yeah. the African-American going, and Jordan's comments on the bus, what he mentioned were a bit tongue-in-cheek, the Republicans buy shoes as well. And it wasn't, yeah. wasn't received too well from and Americans, he- but it's hard. And he later, like in, in present day, they interviewed him and he said it was on the bus, it was a joke, it was, you know, the boys were yeah. around and they took it out of context. And yeah. whether that's true or not, we don't know. But yeah. I guess you'd, you'd, you'd say to Jordan, just be a bit more careful about what you say when it comes to that kind of stuff because in America yeah. especially, even to this day, race relations are not great. But that was yeah. fascinating. I was pretty sickened by the fact that that guy... I mean, it was how long? How long ago was it, Brooks? Do the math for me. Was it twenty-eight years ago? When was that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that's a long time, but also in the history of the world, it's kind of not. And the fact that that guy won his election, being so racist, was just—it's sickening. Mm-hmm. I hate—I hate that stuff. You know that. But yeah, with Jordan involved, it was interesting to 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 hear that because I had no idea about that. I had no idea about that history. Yeah. But it's something. It's been a. I guess people have been critical of Jordan, of that side of his uh, image and and what he brings to society. You know, Muhammad Ali. We've seen yeah. that was was amazing. He he like was said in the documentary. You know, he threw threw his gold medal in the river. Like he yeah. he he didn't care. He he stood stood for um, improving things socially in America. We've seen Colin Kaepernick 
You know, yeah. his stance. LeBron's really um, stood up and done some great things for not only his community in Akron, Ohio, but all over America. Yeah. And I think Jordan, that's probably a fault to Jordan, like in, in terms of his legacy, not really being too involved. And he's such a big image. He may has made – and he's been doing a lot of different stuff recently, but – Probably, probably something that um, people look back on and go, "You could have, could have been better there, MJ." So the thing is, he could have. No one mm. says he has to. I think. No, exactly. I think. Yeah. I think the problem is when he said what he said on the bus. Then it's like, whoa, what are you doing? If he hadn't yeah. have said that, and there was no nothing in in the records about him being political at all, then you just go, "Oh, well, that's not his go. That's fine." Because I personally don't think he has to be. I think he should be a role model, but he doesn't have to be a spokesperson if he doesn't want to be. I think the bad look there was that he wanted to sell more shoes than care about his community, so to speak. So that's where it got a little bit controversial. I was a little bit yeah. uncomfortable with the Ali stuff and, and, and other spokespeople because, I, as I said, I don't think he should have to be that way if he doesn't want to. Yeah, But that's, like, that's I think, what it comes to. And there was I think that was the... What LeBron went through, I think it was the shut up and dribble yeah. side of things. There was this thing that Jordan was sort of, look, I'm a, I'm a sports star. I'm just going to stick to what I know and, and sure. work out who I am. And then, you know, a couple of decades later, we've got that rhetoric from a newsreader saying that to sports stars. And LeBron's like, no, no, I'm, I'm more than an athlete. You know, there's, Which is there's great. so so many more people in in life see me and see what I do and what I do off the court. I'm more than that. I'm more than what I score, score like passing the ball and dunking and 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 winning championships and awards. Like there's there's so much stuff that I can do, and yeah. it goes back to what we're saying about the players getting paid a certain amount of money because of the entertainment, because of the fans. Yeah. The fans are pumping in all that money. Yeah. It, I have no problem with them giving it back and, and doing things for the community and whatnot and being and being outspoken. Oh, if I think it's preferable, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why like people spend their money on these players. Like, you know, we look around our houses, Shaz, and we see like memorabilia. It's like yeah. it's that's part of us. Like yeah. watching this documentary. You know, I was getting up with the songs because it's stuff that I've listened to. I listened to then, I listen to now. Yeah. You see shoes, I've got Jordans in the cupboard. Like, yeah. I've got all these things. Like, the Sonics are going to be pretty much involved in the next few episodes. They, they were a team I followed. Like, yeah. when you feel down, sport is something that can bring you back and you put yeah. money into it. It's not just it's just a game. It's entertainment. It's absolutely. It's feelings. It's emotions. It's, it's, it's a team that you support. And that's... And, what what everyone's saying and what about sports stars is is it's right like they they are the more they are more than just an athlete they do so much for the community absolutely. society absolutely and we did see jordan jordan did a lot for charities and for people yeah. who uh, needed you know people who had illnesses and make a wish foundations he did a lot of that stuff so he wasn't some cold-hearted bastard by any means no no we're just saying that for a long time he wasn't a spokesperson for where he came from, shall we say? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was the difference. But on that point, Brooksy, I loved the. And we've talked every week about the uh, insight into the time and the vision and yeah and everything. But I, I really loved how in the last two episodes last night he is a full blown superstar. He's a rock yeah. star. He's everything. He's every kind of star. He's the president of America, pretty much. And wherever he goes, <laughs> traffic stops. Uh, people get the yeah. cameras out. He's getting mobbed. And there's a great, uh, great scene where they're interviewing him back in the day. And he's on his lounge. I'm pretty sure it's game night. And he's just on his lounge smoking a cigar, I think. And he's, <laughs> he's watching TV all day, which is, you know, my dream come true. And, uh, yeah. and, and that's his life because he pretty much can't go anywhere. And that's just an easier way for him to be in the hotel room watching TV, smoking a cigar. And I, yeah. I, I just thought that was fascinating as well as the fact that the other people following him around were the media and the media were just everywhere he went. And he was, he was decent to them at the very least. Like he would, 
he would talk on the on the fly or he would stop and do a lot of uh, press conferences and interviews and they may not have been the most um, open-hearted, open-booked kind of pressers, but he always gave them the time of day and he would joke with them and, and be, be straight up with them as well, which I thought was fascinating in this day and age in the sport we work in where no one wants to say anything, you know. Yeah, it was – how was the um, – before game one of the Phoenix series where – you know, we just we just sort of went through that timeline of him gambling and it being it was an issue, wasn't an issue. It was being yeah. reported throughout the series, um, the the Nick series where he went to Atlantic City with his dad, and then at the end of it, it was like, oh, you know, it still hangs over his head, mm. and he's like, I'm not doing any more media. And then game one, <laughs> ninety minutes, not, I think it was ninety minutes before tip off, he's yeah. just gone. Ahmad, I'll do the interview. Yeah. He jumps in and does does the interview with Ahmad Rashad. And yes. Just before game one of the NBA finals in Phoenix. And, like, and unbelievable. But like we're not sure if if, yeah, if he's getting direction from someone to do that, like whether it's management or whatever. As a as a yeah. viewer, I'm using my own imagina- imagination. I, I think he's just coming up with all these all these decisions. He's like, you know what? Oh, definitely. I'm just going to go do this interview now. I'll be back. I'll be back in 20. Then we'll go play, you know, like, and that's, mm. that's a very strong individual. And, and I respect the hell out of that. I really do. Yeah. There was some great vision of games as well. well I thought the 98 all-star game was so good. The way they were talking yeah. about Kobe, a 19 year old, Yeah, like Kobe fans would have loved that. And I was just watching it. And I, was, I spoke to my uncle who played a bit of basketball after the um, show aired. It's like the, the amount of respect, like Jordan actually yeah. respected him so much. And what what Kobe was saying about he has he doesn't have five championships without Jordan reaching out and and being that role model. Like it just it, they hit you, they hit you early. They did, yeah. The, the emotion because the, and it was the, great. The whole episode was dedicated to Kobe, and and when I saw that, I thought, oh, okay, Kobe's gonna like feature heavily in this and he didn't it was more they had some great moments with him and if you're a kobe fan you should definitely yeah. watch it and they had they had kobe in the all-star game back in the day and they had jordan back in the day talking about what they're going to do and the respect was immense back then so it wasn't like a post post death kind of let's wrap kobe it was back in the day and then they had a, a, a interview from probably what a year ago with kobe i guess and that was yeah, more, part that, of the, part that, of that was more sort of you know, I felt sad watching that given what we know now. But as you said, he, he, he got tired of people saying, you know, who's better, you or your MJ? Who's going to win one-on-one? He's like, man, don't be like that. Like, yeah, and, and I thought that was brilliant. I really did. As someone who, you know, I'm in the music world and, and you're always – you're you're always hearing like, is this album better than that? Are you better than that guy? Is is Springsteen better than Dylan? What insert whatever genre you want, and it's like you don't have to go there. Like they're both great. Yeah. You know, there wouldn't be a Springsteen without Dylan. You know, just he Kobe nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. It's given us a parting gift of like, yeah. just think about it. like I'm and I got caught up in it last night, and you think. It's at the end of the day, it's respect for the person that you just you won't yeah. give that credit for. And like I, and you, like I didn't like the way LeBron left Cleveland. Like I thought it was terrible. I think, and he, I think he regrets it too. The mm. poor choice of taking my talents down to South Beach, um, having that, having the decision show on ESPN, like all that stuff. But like Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan, just amazing. And they've all been in our like a relatively small part of our lifetime, like a 20-year period. Yeah. You know, the fact that Jordan and Kobe crossed over, the fact that Kobe and, and, and Jordan uh, – sorry, Kobe and, and LeBron had some epic games against each other. Not any major games, but – But then you then you have Brooksy – if you go before that and, and you have Magic Johnson and – Larry Michael, Bird. And Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. Yeah. So it's like – yeah. There's just been this crazy amount of, you know, best ever players yeah. playing with and against each other. That's like that All Star game. You think about you had you had Magic there in the media. You had Larry Bird was the coach of the East. You had Gary Payton, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Shaquille O'Neal, Anthony Hardaway, Michael Jordan. 
Grant Hill, yeah. like Tim Hardaway, Reggie Miller were on the bench for the East team. Yeah, you had these iconic players and charismatic players like that in itself would have been amazing. Doco, like just the ins and outs of that All Star um, mm. game in New mm. York, and yeah, it was. I, I thought it was great. The two finals that we looked at, the Portland series. Uh, the second of the the first three, Pete, and then the Phoenix Suns. Like, yep. great. Barkley's addition was great. I oh, thought, you yeah. know, it was small, but it was punchy. It yeah. did the trick. He he was awesome. He had an amazing season that year. Uh, won MVP. Um, had just come over from Philly in a massive trade. And it was, it was great to see. Those Phoenix jerseys are pretty iconic, aren't they? She has the, they the purple flaming sun across the chest. Uh, and yeah, like Jordan, just unbelievable in that Portland series, averaging like 41 points a game yeah. against Clyde Drexler, who, you know, the Portland didn't pick Jordan because they had Drexler. So there was a bit of a, you know, there was a bit of FU from MJ there going, I'm going to destroy him. And Magic yeah. was saying that when he went over to his place. He's yeah. like, yeah. As part of the NBC crew commentating that series. And that, then, yeah. That's what's so powerful about Jordan is that he could. Like he, as we've said on previous episodes, he never turns it off. Like he's always on and he's always yeah. remarkable. I think there was one game in the second episode last night where he wasn't remarkable and they were freaking out, but he was still decent. But aside from him being on all the time, he can go to the next level when he wants and when it's personal yeah. and he goes, I'm going to burn that guy. <laughs> and it, it happens. It's just remarkable. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's a skill that, I can only imagine, you know, and uh, I was going to say the other thing I really love about this series is the current modern day interviews and the way they talk about each other. And they're not like pissing each in each other's pockets. They're not saying they love each other. Mm. They're not even necessarily saying it was the best time of their lives or whatever. They're so matter of fact about it. And they'll say, yeah, he was the best point guard in the history of the world. He yeah. schooled me. He was remarkable. Um, that bus ride, we talked about all sorts of things. And yeah. I love, I love the fact it's just so honest. They're not, there going, oh yeah, you know, mate, like it was just, you know, he was just the best and, and, and I, he's just the king or the way they, they articulate is a, just a revelation. But I also love the fact they're not so matey, not so friend. They're not best. They're not all best friends. Jordan, I don't think yeah. has a best friend. You know what I mean? They're, they're all individuals. You look at a guy like Scotty. They're just guys who were trying to be their best. They were absolutely trying to earn the most money they could. Like that was a huge part of it. Yeah. And they were businessmen with the absolutely insane ability just to fly around this basketball court. And I, I just love the fact that they're not milking it now as if like they were all best friends. And like Jordan says, oh, I hated the guy, but he was the best player. Like, I, I just, I just love that. Where, like, I think these days everyone's just too putting on the nice guy thing because that's how they want to be seen. Jordan's just telling it how it is, and I think that's so yeah. much more admirable. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think hundred percent. Shane's like it, it. It is that rawness of of the interviews and everything. Yeah. Like it, it just, it, and and I think the difference for Aussies and Americans here, like. A, America would have ridden the media of a lot of those things that happened. And some of it wouldn't have made the news here. So for right. mad Aussie fans that haven't read books or um, delved too deeply into the Jordan story, I think it'd be quite like, oh yeah, wow, this is amazing. Like, I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know about the Ahmad Rashad interview and, and before right. game one. And that was like, holy, holy shit. That's, yeah. That's full on. I really enjoyed it. I I must admit, Shnaz, I'm I'm enjoy and this is just off, off a side note from the documentary. I really enjoyed um, the night, like leading in for me personally. Like I've started cooking. <laughs> I went through a bottle of red and a couple of rums. Like it's just like the emotions just start going once yeah. you have a few drinks and 
Uh, I I cooked like ribs and like a steak and stuff. I'm going to start doing this like massive cook up on a Monday night for the next few weeks just to enjoy it. What At what point are you finished and then watching the show? Like, are you eating while you're watching? I'm guessing you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I started eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'll pause and rewind some stuff. So yeah, okay. it takes takes me a bit longer to watch because I just like, if I really enjoy something, I'll watch it again. Yeah, right. If there's a funny quote, I'll watch it again. Like just stuff like that, just to really like absorb it. I don't know. It's an interesting way to do it. I do end up watching them again afterwards just to in, but I don't know. It's an experience just watching it. I'm the opposite. I'll, like, I'll watch something and then go back to it once it's done. Like I want to, yeah. I, I sort of want to watch it all in one go and then go, Oh, what did he say here? And, um, yeah. but no, I, 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 secretly in my head subconsciously knew that's how you lived your Monday nights the past three weeks. But, <laughs> yeah. but I'm really glad you confirmed that. And I think just the joy it brings someone like you, there's obviously millions of people like you enjoying it. I think it's, it's just fair. As we've talked about before, it's fantastic. I was going to say on a rugby league point, I yeah. mean, Michael Jordan, Andrew Johns, you know, these guys that can go through all sorts of turbulence in their life hit the footy field and just be the best you've ever seen. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's remarkable. And that, like it was going back to what you were saying about the flicking of the switch for Jordan. Like he yep. can, I, I think some people can, like they do it, but he was someone that can just turn it on and off whenever he wants. Like it's not, Yeah, I think, you know, there's, I to, to use an NRL comparison, like of someone that can turn it on, but doesn't turn it or didn't turn it on, as much as he probably should have, was Jared Hayne. Yeah. Like someone that could have been, and he, I know hearing stories from Para from multiple people, like he just, it seemed like he just didn't give a shit. Like he did most of the time. And then you look at what he put out on the field. Yeah. Imagine if he did have the work ethic like a Jordan, you know, like to be able to just, and that drive like a Jordan, he would have, he would have owned the league. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, he, he pretty much had, what end of 09 and then yeah probably half of another season where he was lights out contract years yeah yeah that's unfortunate but you're right he definitely had could do it like yeah like that wasn't a fluke you don't you don't play 12 weeks in a row of 10 out of 10 football and then someone go oh you can't that's just a that's a one-off phase no i don't think so that that's not how it works so I could understand if I was, you know, a Hain guy or a Para guy, I'd be super frustrated at that. Yeah. Uh, a big what if, right? Like that yeah. you sort of look back on his yeah. career and go, man, imagine if he gave it, like just gave it every game. Uh, and that, But people are uh, built differently and that's what yeah, makes stars like Michael Jordan. They are. No, yep. Not everyone has that talent and that drive and that ambition um, altogether. And there's only a few that we've seen throughout – Sport. We would speculate only, but you would think it is the drive. It's not the talent with someone like a Jared Hayne because, you know, he's taking shortcuts off the field, which we've seen. I'm not being smart, which we've seen he's been in trouble for that. Jordan doesn't take shortcuts. Yeah. And I think that's a prime example of someone who's going to get further in life than someone who's Mm -hmm. doing, you know, not going the right way about it. So... Uh, yeah, but I, I do think of a guy like Andrew Johns, and I'm saying that because I watch a lot of him in my life. I'm sure there were guys before him that did a lot of great things as well, but Joey seems like the sort of guy that would just come on the field and if he wanted to make it personal, yeah. he did, and he was he was fantastic most weeks. And how many, we've got, what, uh, two more weeks of four episodes, is that right? Yep, that's correct, mate. Yeah, yeah. two more weeks. It's Yeah, I heard, I've heard the next few eps are going to be pretty good again you're gonna buy the the blu-rays or what are you doing nah i would just i'm just gonna keep subscribing to the netflix <laughs> fair enough just yeah direct debit have, uh have, yeah. We, have we heard anything from jordan in the past three weeks i haven't i haven't really seen anything other than there was an interview leading in okay about uh how he might be perceived but oh uh, yeah it, it that that's about it no, I I've, I've, I've put um, Scotty Pippen and Rodman on alerts on Twitter, like okay. just to see if they'll react to things. Like just, and I've crea- I created like a Twitter list of all the all the sort of main players and that, 
and Adam as as we go, and I read some of the tweets. It's interesting. It's yeah. Nothing, nothing massive, but it's just good. To, and I just see all the players just like tweeting about it. It's so frustrating. Like when you, it's eleven o'clock, and you've got everyone <laughs> in America just watching it, and you're seeing stuff, and then you have to wait six hours. And and you said that it's, that's because it's on ESPN there. And we don't have it on ESPN here. That's why we can't get it live. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's that, that's one of the reasons. Okay. Yeah, because they've got ad breaks and stuff, and it's just like they're just because it's a separate. Like we're watching it on Netflix, not ESPN. It's, right. Do you think they might do a um a Tiger King after series interview set or something? After the dance. Yeah, after the dance. Yeah, it could. It'd be great. Who who do you want to host it? Oprah. Oprah would be good. I'm pretty open. Uh, I, I, Ellen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like Ellen, but I think, I don't know if she's suitable for this. I have breaking news because I Googled Tiger King because I couldn't remember what the show was called. <laughs> so I just Googled Tiger. But the first thing that pops up is Nicolas Cage to play Tiger King, subject Joe Exotic in scripted series. What? So Nicolas Cage, well, a scripted series. So Nicolas Cage is going to be Tiger King. How about that? What? This is crazy. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, um, I, I, I didn't uh, hate Tiger King as much as I thought I was going to. I, I actually was drawn in a little bit. I didn't love it. It wasn't the greatest thing I ever saw, but it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. What drew you in, Schnaz? The fashion or like the big cats? <laughs> The lady murdering her husband drew me in. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if that's... (laughs) Hopefully Carol Baskin isn't listening right now. Yeah. You reckon she did it? She did it, yeah. I reckon he's in Costa Rica, just just living his best life, surfing, eating whatever Costa Ricans eat this time of year. Like, yeah, just just enjoying not being... Not having to smell those cats. Yeah, he's avoiding any ladies in leopard skin. (laughs) Oh, What's uh, anything else going on, Brooksy? What's what else is going on before we get out of here? Oh, that's it. That's it. I'm um I'm just gonna keep uh, running around the eastern suburbs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, clocking up the steps and the K's and yeah, okay. we might play some tennis. Right. Came for a, came for a hit one day. No. Okay. Oh. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, our socials yes. Yes. are uh, at Legal Life NRL. You can catch us on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter. Um, um, I tried to, Shnaz, I tried to log into our MySpace account. Unfortunately, yeah. Tom has uh, deactivated the account. Um, our TikTok account has been shut down due to inactivity. Uh, I thought you were going to be putting a dance on each week, mate. What, what's going on? Well, I filmed one at halftime of this episode. I haven't uploaded it yet. Okay. Well, yeah, we might have to create a new account. Okay. Um, and yeah, so those are the three. You can listen to us on Wooshka, iTunes, and the Spotify. You can find us. Just search League Life in the search. Follow us. Give us a rating. Give us a comment. Just, yeah. We'll, we'll probably start reading them out soon, Shnaz, once we get a few comments. Sure. I think it might be a good way to start, start an episode, see what we need to work on, what the people love. Uh, we've just, uh, we just received one from an Ivan Cleary, and the, the headline is Lawsuit. See, <laughs> uh, Baskin from Florida has just written one in as well for you, Shnaz. <laughs> Uh, she said, I'll see you see you in court, Jerry. Jerry. Okay, oh, that's interesting. She's, she's a bit of a Warriors fan. Two of the most horniest people I've ever heard of. <laughs> All right, Brooksy, I've got to go, man. I'll see you, see you later. Thanks for your time. Marcus, bye for now, big fella. Mm-hmm.